What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we are going to finally close the book on the Viewisk universe as we discuss 2019's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Starring Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith, Harley Quinn Smith, Aparna Brielle, Shannon Elizabeth, Brian O'Halloran, Jason Lee, Joey Lauren Adams, Jennifer Schwalbach Smith, Trishel Edmond, Alice Wen, Craig Robinson, Justin Long, David Dastmalchian, Chris Jericho, Diedrich Bader, Melissa Benoist, Val Kilmer, Tommy Chong, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Fred Armisen, Molly Shannon, Ralph Garman, Rosario Dawson, Jason Biggs, James Vanderbeek, Method Man, Red Man, Keith Coogan, Chris Hemsworth, and Stan Lee. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here. Once again, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, today we are finally going to close the doors on the Viewisk universe. At least for now. As of filming this, Clerks 3 is in production and being filmed. So, once it gets released, it'll definitely be featured on the channel as a newer release movie. Probably part of a double feature day where I do a new release movie with an established movie in my theme month. But as of right now, this is the final existing film with Clerks 3 in production being filmed. But we're not going to talk about Clerks 3 yet, even though everybody is back. Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Marilyn Gigliotti, Veronica from the first film is back, although she was absent from part two. Rosario Dawson and Trevor Furman are back from part two. The only person who is not going to be back for Clerks 3, to my knowledge, unfortunately, is Lisa Spoonauer, Caitlin Bree, as she passed away in recent years. I want to say within the last five years or so, she passed away. So, rest in peace, Lisa. Unfortunately, she's the only person from the two installments of Clerks that is not going to be back to my knowledge. But again, we're not here to dwell on that. We've got a lot of stuff to get through with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Let's get right down to it here, shall we? As our film opens, our titular characters are arrested for operating an illegal marijuana dispensary out of RST video. Their lawyer is able to get them off on the charge but then turns around in the following case and represents Saban Films against them for trademark infringement in using the Jane Silent Bob names. Saban has bought the rights to the old Blunt Man and Chronic film, of which, of course, Jane Silent Bob were the inspiration for and the alter egos of Blunt Man and Chronic. And Saban has optioned to reboot said old film. As such, 
They have ordered a cease and desist on the real Jay and Bob with use of their given names. Jay and Bob go to visit Brody Bruce, who has moved his comic book store into the old mall from Mall Rats, and Brody tells them about the new Bluntman V Chronic reboot, which is to be directed by none other than Kevin Smith, finally working his real-life persona into his fictional world. The reboot is already largely completed, except for one key scene, which is supposed to be shot at the annual convention, Chronicon, a convention which celebrates the original film. Jay and Bob have three days to get to Hollywood, stop the film from being completed, and win back their identities. Once they depart New Jersey for California, their first stop is in Chicago, where they discover that Jay's ex, Justice, is the local weather person. Jay and Bob go to visit Justice, and she tells Jay that she was heartbroken that he never came to visit her in jail. Justice has now married a woman named Reggie and given birth to a child named Millie, which is Jay's daughter. Justice introduces Jay to Millie and her friend, Sopapia, but urges Jay to never tell Millie who he really is. When Justice leaves for vacation, Millie forces Jay to take her and Sopapia to Hollywood with them. They drug Jay and Bob with a very strong edible, and eventually Jay and Bob wake up on a highway in New Orleans, where they meet Millie's two other friends, Jihad and Shan Yu. They all tell Jay that the reason they want to go to Chronicon is because of Shan Yu. The fact that she is a huge fan of the original Bluntman and Chronic film. And it is a dream of hers to attend Chronicon. The group steals a van and they begin to drive to California. Along the way, Millie blames her bad behavior on the fact that she never knew her father. Therefore, there was never that male influence to instill discipline in her. The girls end up ditching Jay and Bob, and our titular heroes set off in search of the girls as well as the van. They end up finding it in a vacant area where the Ku Klux Klan have kidnapped the girls and are having a rally. Bob steals a Klan hood and tries to pass himself off as the new Grand Dragon in order to distract them while Jay rescues the girls. As they make their escape, they fling a porta potty at the clansmen, allowing them to flee. The group then makes it to Chronicon and they successfully sneak in. Jay and Bob plan to ruin the shoot while the girls want to be extras to fulfill Shan Yu's dream. They agree to part ways, and as Jay hugs Millie, he lets her know 
that he's proud of her. After attempting to sneak past a very familiar security guard, Jay and Bob are chased throughout the con. They take refuge in an empty panel room where they are met by Holden McNeil, who has just finished recording a podcast with Alyssa Jones. Since we last saw Holden and Alyssa, Alyssa and her wife decided that they wanted to have a child. So they tapped Holden to donate his sperm due to his past with Alyssa and the fact that they've been able to maintain a friendship all these years since the events of Chasing Amy. Holden helps co-parent their daughter, Amy, and tells Jay that fatherhood has given him a new purpose in life. The conversation with Holden inspires Jay to stop thinking about his own selfish motives and mission, and instead to be the father to Millie that she's never had. Holden gives Jay and Bob his VIP badges, which grants him and the girls access to the panel with Kevin Smith. Noticing that Silent Bob bears a striking resemblance to Kevin Smith, Millie sneaks backstage and knocks out Smith, giving Smith's clothes to Bob to wear as a disguise. They bring the other girls on stage to film the scene, but Shan Yu realizes that a ruse is in effect. She knocks Bob unconscious, which brings out the real Kevin Smith. Shan Yu then reveals herself to be a Russian spy, hell-bent on destroying American pop culture conventions. Jay then reveals to Millie that he is, in fact, her father, while Bob regains consciousness outside and puts on a large metal Iron Bob suit that was designed to be used in filming the scene. While controlling the suit, Bob incites a riot at the panel and is able to disarm Shan Yu and her henchmen. After returning home, Jay shows Millie the quick stop and tells her stories of his and Bob's adventures, including how they met her mother, Justice. Dante Hicks arrives to open the quick stop and bemoans the fact that the steel shutters are once again jammed closed. In our post credit scene, Jay tells Millie that for the past 25 years, he and Bob have been pranking Dante by putting the gum into the locks that jam it closed. This movie could have been a complete disaster, in my opinion, because it's a reboot, it's a remake, it's a sequel. There's so much to pack into it that it could have been a complete disaster. But I feel like Kevin Smith handled it brilliantly. He had enough characters from the Viewisk universe coming back, making their impressions felt. 
You had Brody Bruce from Mallrats. You had Holden McNeil and Alyssa Jones from Chasey Amy. You had Dante from Clerks. You know, you had Justice and the security guard, Diedrich Bader, from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. You even had Justin Long from Zack and Miri Make a Porno, which is not set within the Viewisk universe. That because of this movie is now tied to the Isk universe, because the lawyer character that he plays in Zack and Mary Make a Porno is the same lawyer character that he plays in here. So now that film that was not tied to the Isk universe is tied. And then you had enough new characters to carry it along. You had Reggie played by Rosario Dawson. Instead of reprising her role as Becky in the scene where Jay and Bob go to movies, she played a completely different character. You had Chris Hemsworth playing a hologram version of himself. So you actually had a current huge star of the Marvel franchise in the film. You also had Melissa Benoist, and I hope I pronounced that right, who plays Supergirl on the TV show in the film, playing the role of Chronic. And Val Kilmer, ladies and gentlemen, in the role of Bluntman, taking on Silent Bob's gimmick. And I remember reading interviews about when they asked Val to do it, and for those of you that have seen Val Kilmer lately, he does not look like Val Kilmer looked in his prime in the 90s. He's not in the best condition. He's been fighting health issues for years. And when he talks, and I swear I'm not trying to make fun of him, but I actually have met him in recent years. When he talks, he sounds like Marlon Brando now. So when they asked Val Kilmer to do this, he agreed, but he didn't want to have a whole bunch of lines because of the way he sounds when he talks. Smith was like, perfect. You're going to play Blunt Man. Essentially, he's going to be Batman again because we all know the world knows he was Batman and Batman Forever, the first of the two Schumacher Batman films. And Blunt Man is just a parody of Batman. So you basically have Kilmer back in the cowl and the cape again, but because he's Silent Bob's character, he doesn't have to talk. Brilliant casting there, in my opinion. The only thing I might have changed or added, and I don't know if it's because she said no, or if it's just because Kevin didn't try. The events of Dogma, or at least the first third of Dogma, take place in Illinois when we first meet Bethany and she's working at the Planned Parenthood Clinic and the diner where they proposition her or she propositions them to go with them to Jersey. All that takes place in Illinois. So I think it would have been better instead of having Rosario Dawson, Reggie, be Justice's wife. Maybe have Bethany be Justice's wife. And then 
one of the other girls in the gang could have been Bethany's child, the new last scion. And then you still would have had Millie as well. Something to think about. Both teenage girls, both rebellious because they don't know their father, because the last scion was created via immaculate conception. Again, something to think about. That's maybe the only thing I would have changed. We did get a brief cameo from Matt Damon as Loki. Hilarious BTW. You can look it up on YouTube and see that scene if you've never seen this film. So many puns in that scene. Matt Damon was just on fire with it. When it comes to my rating of Jay and Silent Bob reboot, four and a half out of five stars. It's not the perfect movie because I did just sit here and tell a couple of things that I would have changed about it if I could. And like I said, I don't know if it's because Linda Fiorentino said no or if it's just because Kevin Smith didn't ask. But that one little change, I think, would have made it a little bit better because you would have had more dogma representation in this film as well. And you would have had heavy representation from all the films. Four and a half out of five stars for me when it comes to the Jane Silent Bob reboot. What do you guys think? Those of you that have seen it, let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand, leave your thoughts and comments down there. But whatever you do, when you get out on social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. All the official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Dad's not always on wrestling. Statboy Sports Bar. Hashtag Statboy Approved. Hashtag shenanigans. Get you your official merchandise of the Jeff Meacham Network. Three different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo for you to choose from, along with talk wrestling, Meachamania, so much more. It's still summertime. It's still hotter than hell outside. Still got barbecues, pool parties, beach bonfires. Go to the Teespring store and get you a tank top. You can choose from the Renegade J.J. Williams or Meachamania. Either one's the perfect accessory for those hot summer days and those hotter summer nights. Get out there, show your love, show your support. While you're showing your love and support, do what that ticker tells you to do. Do you enjoy my videos, my daily content? If so, go to that PayPal. Send me a few bucks donation. Keep in mind, I'm not monetized, so the only way I'm going to make any money on the venture for the time being, until I get my viewership hours up enough where I can become monetized, is if you out there go to that PayPal link and send me a few bucks as donation. You don't want to send me any money. You don't want to send me any cash donations. That's cool. Keep in mind, it's my birthday month. August 22nd is my birthday. So you can always go to that Linktree link. 
click on the link for my Amazon movie wish list, which I'm constantly adding movies to, constantly updating. Order a movie for me. When it arrives, I open it up live on Renegade Recap. I'll give you guys a shout out. Likewise, when I work it into one of my theme months and I can sit down, watch it, review it, give you guys another shout out. And I'll show you guys all the same amount of love and support that you guys show me. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When we take a trip all the way back to 1984 and a film that young Renegade probably saw when he was around seven, eight, nine years old. Cloak and Dagger, starring Henry Thomas, Dabney Coleman, Christina Nigra, Michael Murphy, Jeanette Nolan, John McIntyre, and Bill Forsyth. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, when I take a look at a film from my childhood, Cloak and Dagger. All my loyal fans and viewers out there watching along, joining me for the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there, Tuning in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in on a daily basis, showing me that love and support. Thank you guys for watching and snoochie boochies. <laughs>